Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. It's really, really great. Thanksgiving season again. Turkey's gone. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that we can do this because I think this season has been just a crazy season. And uh, the last six months, I think when we started this whole COVID thing, it was going to be a, a couple of weeks. Yeah, just, just a couple of weeks. Uh, maybe the end of the summer. And then what? Maybe another who knows how long. Uh, and I think there's moments it's really important and Thanksgiving is beautiful, it's in our calendar, to just pause because yeah. it would be easy to get caught up in all the stuff. Yes. But um, sometimes to think, be thankful, you have to realize, okay, what, what have we gone through? What have kind of been the challenges for you, your family, you personally, over these last number of months? Like, what, what's, what have been some of the challenges you guys have faced? Where was that? I know, I face a challenge. You face a challenge really with me. <laughs> we were in close proximity yes. for a lot of days straight. Yeah. Someone said, <laughs> I, I, forget, I, forget, I forget if I live at, or I work at home, or I live at work. I'm not sure someday, so it was. Exactly. And then how about for you guys? For myself, um, so for me, I luckily didn't have to stop working. Um, but my family as well. But the thing is, the reason why is because my mom was a frontliner. She was working in the hospital. Um, and my dad was with the buses, so he was coming home late and he'd overtime hours, this, that, and the other. And for me, having all those different things really tired my family's out. I, I really found that out. And obviously, um, conversations happens where they weren't too good, but um, there were conversations at least. Uh, but yeah, for sure, seeing how the, the wearing out that COVID did to the family for sure changed a lot of stuff that happened. Yeah. Just being tired. Oh yeah, yeah. just your tired. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, 2020 has been a crazy year. So I'm in school, trying to balance life, being a mom, full-time school, work, and then COVID hit. Then a pandemic hit, and it just threw everything off. Then I have to homeschool my kids and everything on top of that. Yeah. And. Um, I tried to remind myself, like, at least I have a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I'm making money. But then there was the whole anxiety, being a frontline worker, the anxiety around COVID, especially when it first came out, yeah. and fear of, like, am I putting my family at jeopardy? And we even had talks about, should I live in the garage? Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> like, exactly. like, totally. What am I going to do? It was so unknown. And yeah. so unknown. Exactly. And, and, yeah, how do you keep your kids safe? How would I feel if I got my parents sick? You know, like all of these things go through your head. So it was just like, what was going through my head was just overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, tired, overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Me, as the father, the husband, uh, it was this sense of pressure like, okay, there's a lot of unknown. How do I provide? Where's, where's my job going to be? You know, there was, there, was day, there was days where I felt like today's going to be the day I'm going to get laid off because it was just the news and the negativity and everything that was going on. It was like hour by hour. And it was just, I was just 
digging in, okay, I gotta do this, be creative to keep my job and so on, that added pressure, you know, that just at times can be so overwhelming, you know, and then having my wife be on the front line and then we're trying to navigate that, like what do we do? Like, does she sleep in the garage or do we rent a trailer? I mean it was it was so much going on and then not having that fear overcome you where it bleeds into the family and the kids are worried and all that. So you're trying to cover that up a bit and like be strong for your family and your kids and but on the inside you're just like lord please get me through this it was it was so difficult but and the lord got us through it i kept my job and you know it all worked out so and then in the middle of all of that there's the whole thing of like the racial uh because you're already pressured contacted it was like a pandemic within another pandemic it was just it was crazy when you started thinking about it you know being an interracial family you you know how do you balance that you know you don't want to swing the pendulum the other way you have to acknowledge this is what's going on when i'm talking to my daughters and stuff because they're you know they're mixed um trying to explain that to them and what's going on and not having them be fearful of that and all the unknown so yeah it's 2020 has been <laughs> it's almost it's surreal surreal because we've come through some of the extreme craziness like when i listen to the stories again it's like i forgot yeah mm-hmm. you, you kind of forget already how mm-hmm. crazy and intense it actually was in the beginning exactly Wow. Yeah, I think you want to block it out. I mean, it could be that too. <laughs> it's like a survival mode. I think you just go into survival so. mode and just Absolutely. go into the zone and do what you gotta do. Put your yeah. head down. Yeah. Hopefully, there's a one million dollar prize to get the survivor. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Well, for us, we were in the States at the time when COVID first hit. Oh, really? Oh, wow. So then we pretty well rushed back when they said, oh, the borders will be shut down and the airlines will be closed. And they're closing so Canadians. Yeah, Canadians home. So we thought, oh, wonderful, let's rush home now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so for the first time in We rushed home, but we've stopped along the way to buy things because we were across the border. But I thought that, uh, you know, isolating us ourselves for what two weeks was wonderful mm-hmm. just yes, actually spending time together at home for the first time mm-hmm. normally we're everywhere else about our house yeah. at home yeah. and uh, I thought no we enjoyed it play games together pray together awesome. did everything else that we never had time to do mm-hmm. at home right. so that was one great thing that came out of it for us yeah. and uh, we were both able to work still from home as well my wife was able to and uh yeah, like for me personally, to me, I, I went through this. That's just me. I mean, I don't need to be entertained by others. I can stay at home yeah. Yeah. and do my gardening, do yard work. I'm content. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I don't need to be entertained. I don't need to go out. Yes, I did miss going to church. It's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sitting around with friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. That part was was a problem. And, uh, but you know what, I, I think we got through it and, uh, yeah. We had, but when we first found out, we were called home and I thought, oh, wow, on, now all the shops are closing this, that, we're going to be home. Piant doesn't have to go here because he's seldom ever home in the evening anyway. So, okay, this is not bad. And I was working from home. I was able to work from home and very thankful that that was the first thing was that, you know what, I, I have a job. There's other people who weren't sure as to what was happening for them, but we all had um, our, our employment. And not only us, 
but our children as well. Yeah. And when we sat here and talked and prayed, and we're really grateful for that. And so we didn't really have any anything any major change in our in our family life, except for the fact that we were able to go out and you know with the boys we would go to Centennial Beach and walk around there was, was nobody no yeah. <laughs> so you had more time together oh, we had yeah. more time the first time the first time in such a long time yeah so COVID sound like a blessing to you right almost I read that somewhere that everybody we all went through it together. Yes. But we all went like it was like going on a, a journey on a on a river or something, but yes. we've all been in different boats. Yes. And so True. some are some people have a little rowboat that they're just bathing yeah. doing whatever, they're bailing, trying to survive, <laughs> and the other guy's got hey, it's no issue, I've got the uh, capacity to handle yeah. that. Um, the, the people maybe on the margins, like when I think about you know, almost 800,000 meals, I think, that were yeah. served out, uh, out of our building this year. So there was definitely an uptick, like people lined up around the, around the corner to get to get food. They were like, will I, I'm just glad that Jock will have a meal. Yeah. So everybody, and even around this table, we've all processed it. Mm-hmm. I was actually talking today with Loretta from the City Dream Center, who we partnered with to do all those hampers. And the first round of hampers that they did when they went into these, this one home, and this lady, 71 years old, and her food had run out two days before. Wow. She had nothing. Wow. She had, she didn't know where her next food was going to come from. There's another lady who was in her late 80s in that same complex, and she all she had left was bread. She was eating toast and having tea. Wow. And so, you know, what an amazing opportunity that there were such hardships that came out of it. Um, but so thankful that we've been able to help in some small way in some of those situations. It's so hard to believe. I mean, in Canada, people started. I mean, yeah. you expect that elsewhere, but not yeah. here. Because but. there's so much disruption that's both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about for you? Um, it was it was definitely a challenge. I think the hardest part for us was kind of like Johnny was saying, you just put your head down and you just, it was a lot of work. Um, there was disappointment for me in certain things as well. We had... Um, I was supposed to do a women's conference in Nigeria that got cancelled. Um, we had a, another conference we were supposed to we had two other conferences that we were supposed to be at, which were uh, leadership conferences that we really enjoyed going away to. It was just a great time of teaching and encouragement. So we had a lot of things that were cancelled. Um, and then also the, on the personal side for us, just our, our daughters, our granddaughter was born during COVID and you have a, a picture in your mind of what it's going to be like when your first grandchild comes, you're going to have showers and everybody's going to come and, and just, and we didn't get to really do any of that, yeah. going to the hospital, like we didn't get to see our grandchild until she was a couple of days old in person. Um, that was not how I pictured that going. And then her other daughter got married. In the middle of COVID, so again, no showers, um, having family, like, we tried hang, holding on for so long to the original plan, and then it was like, okay, no, nope, now we're down to 100 people, now we're down to 50 people, now actually the fiancé is not going to be able to cross the border, so we're going to get married in Peace Arch Park with 30 of our closest family members. No, it wasn't even 30, it was just basically siblings and grandparents, that was it, so um, a lot of highs and lows, and, and just moments where you think you're doing great and then all of a sudden you're like so discouraged and so upset and sad and it's just like okay we're just walking all those emotions and it wasn't just me or you it was you know like individuals in our family at different times thankfully um just being impacted with those situations and having to like walk each other through that was challenging i think the two words like that 
all three, like you talked about, uh, just being like wore out, tired, yeah. overwhelmed, and then just that pressure, you just yeah. the pressure unrelenting. Yeah. yeah. And just, and all, I was experiencing all those, is that both from the church side and the Bible college side and family side, baby being born, wedding to happen, and all, all this stuff, and, and the capacity to be able to even take a breath in it was difficult because you felt like, you, you know, like you said earlier, hour by hour was changing. Yeah. Like, am I like check out for a day? Like, I'm going to come back and everything's going to be yeah. blown to bits. Yeah. And, oh, my, not literally, but you, you start felt that way. Sort of it was thing. really, things were shaken so much. You had to find a new rhythm of doing things. Even like, okay, now we're working from home, but you had to find a new rhythm in that. Like, I came to bed one night and it wasn't uncommon, like 10 o'clock at night and he's sitting in the bed with his laptop and he's still working away. And yeah, I was not like, watching Netflix. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, no, we, we can't continue to do this for our own health. Like the exhaustion you're talking about. Okay, well, what what is the, the healthy rhythm of, of how we're going to do this? So, yeah, constantly adjusting and figuring things out. It was so easy to get caught up in the news and being inundated with all the information. And that's why I felt like I was living hour by hour. So, like, hey, what's the next announcement? What are they doing now? And it was yeah. just, and I was kind of gauging myself and how I responded to all that. And I was like, this is becoming way too much. Yeah. I always was a big Twitter user. And then finally, I just, like, I think end of March, I was like, oh. I can't handle it anymore. Because of that. Yeah, because it was just like too much information. I just feel on my capacity to have. He went, he had to know everything that got released and all the news. Yeah. And I was on, so I was like, don't tell me. I don't want to hear it. I, I can't handle <laughs> yeah. it right now. <laughs> that was me. Don't tell me. That's, 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 that's yeah. totally so, me. I don't want to know. I have school and everything. There. Like, yeah. I, I was like, nope, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about politics. I don't want to hear about yeah, racial yeah. stuff right now. And I don't want to hear about COVID. Like, just. Yeah, very <laughs> I think that's part of our own managing our own yeah. our own health. Is because you have to like too much. It's just like you mentally yeah. you can't you can't handle. It. So it was a good balance for me. It was a reminder like okay, I need to calm down. We're not taking so much, whatever stuff. <laughs> so for me, that fourteen day self isolation, family isolation, it it kind of gave me the strength mm-hmm. and and um, slowed down so that I knew. On the fifteenth day, it was going to be boom, and and so therefore it was good for me to have had that fourteen days um, before we got right into the, the thick of things and yeah. all of the yeah. all the precautions yeah. and all of the oh make sure you're doing this and all of a sudden now I'm hand washing police and you know we were talking about this with the young family how their kids they're growing up in this like I saw a little girl who can't even talk she as soon as you start with this she starts doing it like right away she's just that's what it is mask hand washing the whole thing it's just all there so Psychological effect of all that you oh, wonder, no, right? Right? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, not cool. even suicide rates have like skyrocketed this year too. So yeah, yeah and that's, that's, that's another part of it. That's, sure. like, that's the whole it's real. Pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Mental health. Well, you see the mental health, like that suicide rate, suicide calls, and opioid addiction, and not addiction, but overdoses, yeah. like like seven, eight hundred, I think. Yeah, like four times. Yeah. So, yeah. incredible, challenging times, and, and in that, because I know everybody who's watching, well, they'll all have their own story, and uh, I'm sure we'll miss something, but what, what do you feel like this taught you about 
your own faith or about the Lord and how he walks through this kind of a thing. Like you mentioned your family coming together a little bit stronger, but in your own faith, does every, every rhythm I'm going to go first on this yeah. one because I don't want you to take my answer. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so talkative. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, all my life, come Sunday, I went to church. Get ready, go to church. Or whatever you're part of worship or whatever, all of a sudden, come Sunday, no church. And at first, I don't recall there being a Zoom service or, or a service originally. And I thought, it was really, it put me out of sorts because Sunday, I need the Sunday to connect, to refuel, because um, throughout the week, if I get empty and so therefore I have to replenish that connection um, as you said Bian doesn't really talk a lot so he I don't really get all that you know all that social interaction and all of that conversation but I do when I go to church I connect and I talk and, yeah. and we meet and and then we do have international food things yeah. and, and all of the different things and we were just getting ready to start group and and all of that kind of stuff and so it was really hard for me and what I felt was that I was uh, not that my faith was being shaken not that I forgot who God was and you know and all the wonderful things that he is and does but I I started to doubt would come in, whereas I needed, you know, like, if somebody was walking alongside with me, you know what, friends encouraging each other when we get together, women in women's groups and things like that, and we would encourage each other, and, and the word was there, and, and so you get refueled, and you, you know what, and, and you can, then you have another week to, yeah, I found that to be very, very challenging for me. I, um, since then, you know what, and, and then now there's lots of virtual things happening. Women's groups um, happened uh, virtually, and then so then we started getting connected that way. But I, I found that I was I was shaken. I, I couldn't, didn't know how to do that. So in, in, in terms of what it would taught you, so to speak, it was that importance of relational connection. Yes. Right, to get through things like you you needed before it was you needed it, but you didn't know how much. You yes. It, so it was yeah. Yeah, man, that's so crazy. Cause then, this is this is like really humbling for me um, to see how unreal it must have felt. Yeah. It's really humbling, and for me, like I was to go back to the boat analogy. Like I was in my own boat, and I was kind of growing by myself. And when it came to um, my faith, I remember I was listening to someone, and he, I think COVID allowed for this moment, but like he was talking about how he would go to his closet, everything was pitch black dark. And then he would just be there, like with God, in a sense. And I remember, like, there's a lot of so me, like, a lot of isolation and a lot of alone time, a lot of thinking. There's one morning I tried to wake up and do that, and what I found was that I actually was like surprisingly scared. So for me, when it came to COVID, that was one thing that um, kind of started. It was the beginning of COVID. So that I feel like Holy Spirit put that in my heart, and then that, throughout COVID, that's something in my alone time. During isolation, I, I was able to figure out what that 
what I was like going through there. The idea of me being scared of God like by myself was, was weird. So so seeing how Holy Spirit used COVID in a sense to put me in isolation, to put me alone with God, to see what I can do there. I thought that was interesting. It's good. It's awesome. yeah. To really strengthen your own relationship with the yeah. Lord. Yeah. It really got me to look like introspectively. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 You and Jesus. Oh yeah. Realize and remember, it's funny that you brought up the boating analogy because it's sort of, yeah, let's do the boat. But I remember a Bible study that I did years ago and they talked about Peter being out in the storm and how he was going to walk to Jesus in the water. Yeah. And the moment he took his eyes off Jesus and he focused on the waves and the storm around him, that's when he sunk. And so that analogy has kept coming back to me over the past six months or so. And on, and I just keep forgetting that I focus on the storm, I focus on, you know, like fears creep in, the anxiety, all the what ifs, the pressures, and and I have to stop and think, okay, why am I feeling this way? And okay, it's because I took my focus off Jesus. Mm -hmm. I've so got to keep my eyes on Him, not on these waves, yeah. not on this fear that I'm drowning, you know, all of that. So that's one thing I've learned. Mm -hmm. Just when I feel that, I have to take a minute. Realize, okay, I'm not focusing on Jesus. Yeah. God is there with me, and He will walk me through this. And whatever is going to happen, I'm His. And uh, yeah, so uh, you know what? Uh, God's been good, and uh, through it up, all I know that He's there behind me. Yeah. And uh, whatever happens, I'm not concerned. I'm not worried about tomorrow. And. That's the bottom line. And uh, yeah, there's no ups or downs. It's like smooth, go through it. Wow. I, I need more of that. Yeah. <laughs> I need it's, more of that. Yeah, we're a roller coaster, especially getting with COVID. And I was like, okay, I can do this. Uh, I'll just will myself through it. I'll make it happen. Yeah. But I got to a point where I just had to surrender, surrender it all. Mm -hmm. And that's when it just calmed down. It's like, yeah, God's in complete control. I don't need to worry about this. And yeah. Yeah, I just gave it to him. And it just, it's crazy how that sense of peace just comes over you. You know, just quit fighting. Just quit fighting. Just get in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and totally counter to what our natural, we want to fight more. We want to, but it just, yeah. anyway, you say give in, we almost feel like that's feeding, but it's actually that actual blow. I, I just, I think that's what it was. I think it was pride. It was just like, no, I, I'll make this happen. I'll, I'll figure this out on my own. And I just got to that point where it's like, God, I need you. I can't do this. Because no matter what's happening, if I don't have good rhythms, that's what I just, and not just, you know, spiritual rhythms, just rhythms of life, ordering my life and letting the Lord order my life and not saying no to the right things and saying yes to the right things and, um, and just seeing the goodness of God in so many ways when you were just like, uh, and then this happens and that happens. And even just being able to partner, like I always think of that, just how faithful God is was to use so many people, like people so generous along the way, um, in terms of giving out food, doing small things at the, you know, I think we delivered to, to Heather once, yeah. coffee and and to our school, to, to where else? To the ER yeah, nurses. The ER nurses. It was just so. Those were right. You just saw the power of generosity, mm -hmm. like, and that's God's way, you know, to be generous even when you're 
every tendency, like you're like you want to pull in like, everything you have, and 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 even that our uh, council and our leaders are like, how can we give away? And I'm like, oh great, because I'm like I want to like protect, yeah. but no get yeah. and just realizing how faithful God is when we do this. Even today, again, on that conversation with Loretta, uh, they just totaled up. They had over 400 volunteers that came through our Horizon Church doing hampers. Four, over 400 individuals. And because the school was closed and the campus was closed, we were able to have a space that they were able to use. Like, what an amazing opportunity to see the generosity of people and community come together. And the beauty of the, the family of God. Because we have people from Village Church, Relate Church, Sunrise, and many, uh, many, many other churches working together. And, and people who were non-churches. SFU people. students came and yeah. helped do so that. So working together then. Mm. But the church being a part of the solution, yeah. rather than just watching it happen. Right? And that's so wonderful. You're looking back a little bit. I don't think we've done this, by the way. Like, who knows where it's going to be for the next number of months. But I think it's important that we pause in these moments so that as we enter into the, you know, the flu season and all that, that might be or could be like whatever happens happens. But like, what what are you most grateful for over this past year? And it could be pre-COVID, it could be during COVID, it could be like right now for yourself. I'm I'm grateful for just my relationship with God because yeah. I just I I don't know how I or we could have gotten through this without Him. Um, I just I almost feel sorry for people that don't have that relationship. It's like, how do you do it? I, I just, I can't relate. Like, I have, I don't have, how do you, I have that anger, yeah. that reference point, you know, and not having that, I would just be spinning out of control, you know, so I am so grateful for my Savior. And, and that has a whole different meaning now. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would tag on to that, like, not not merely God is a savior, but like, knowing that it's a God of abundance, like with the church, like, as you kind of explained that, I was imagining, or I was remembering, like, watching the news and people taking this, taking that, and like, hand sanding, stacking up on their face, yes. and then to contrast that with the church, you realize God, that, that is working in the world, is a God of abundance, and it's, yeah, and to see that, and to take that, and to look on to the future, and realize that I, when I when I feel like everything's scarce around me, like I can look to a God of abundance because I know He's there and He's He will always provide and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 we're just like you know God will find a way our cupboards stayed full they never we never worried about a meal or anything I actually went into a store after shift one night and we were like down to like two rolls of toilet paper or something and <laughs> I was like I I'm not gonna go crazy I'm not waiting in the Costco lines I'm not doing that in this lady said to me, she's like, we have extra stash for frontline workers. She's like, do you need bleach? Do you need Lysol wipes? Mm. What about toilet paper? And I was like, cool. sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, they were just like giving, wow. I mean, like, okay. yeah, okay. filling my basket up. But yeah. I'm awesome. <laughs> wow. So it didn't have to stress, like Jimmy said. And you didn't done. know that ahead of time. No. You just were yeah. walking yeah. in peace. Yeah. yeah, so cool. Having time where we could spend time with family, have meals together, and just have. Where I could win the games. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that's not true. Anybody watching this right now knows that that's not true. But anyways, uh, the family time. I was thankful for for more time with family that we may have had.
I never experienced um, health like now, you know, uh, different people have different news and people share different things that are happening, different kinds of illnesses, not just COVID. Yeah. Um, things come up and all of a sudden this and that, and I thought, oh, we have so much to be thankful for. Aside from COVID, the COVID will come and it will end. It will, yeah. it will end at some point. But um, when? Hopefully soon. Yeah. Um, but it, it really, you, you touched on it, it was that it brought up things in your own life that you had to look at. And, and where my faith, whereas I said before, that it really tested me, like I needed that connection in order to keep my faith, you know, in order to say, oh, no enemy, get me behind me, all of that kind of stuff. But now... I had to search within myself. What is it that I remember? What is it? Go back to the word. Yeah. And and you can't uh, have to rely on somebody else to have to always walk you through it. But um, and so maturity. I've, I've gained some maturity. That's one of the healthy rhythms that many of us could take out of COVID is there were opportunities where just for your own sanity, you had to pause and be like, okay, Lord, I'm thankful for this. Thank you that we are we are healthy. Like I could be complaining about this, I could be upset about this, I could be frustrated about this. And I think it's like for us, we've tried to take those moments in these last couple months, like when you're discouraged, okay, well, what do we have to be thankful for? Let's focus on, on the things that we can be thankful for. And I think it could be a great takeaway for many of us in 2020 is if we actually begin to build that into the rhythm of our life of just pausing. And Lord, what am I thankful for? What are some of the things that you have been so generous to me that I just take as my right? Or I've, you know, we just we just just get so used to oh, okay, that's great. I got I got some an extra raise. Woohoo! You know, like whereas no, yeah. we're thankful in this moment. There's people that are literally losing their jobs, yeah. and you've been so faithful to us. And the obvious response of it of being thankful is generosity, giving, yeah. and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And not just to say, oh, I'm great, but blessed to be a blessing. Yes. And again, blessed to be a blessing. And it's just not just financially, but yeah. in every way with our lives. And that, that just keeps us remembering who's who's our provider, who's our yes. who's our savior, who's who's the one who's watching over us, protecting us, all those kind of things. So I'm hopeful that this conversation, whoever's watching, whenever they're watching, uh, it'll really stimulate some great heartfelt conversations maybe more than ever that they're just literally do what we're doing and just okay our meal's over let's have a different kind of a, of a feast right yeah. now yeah. of the goodness of God we hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church to find your next step visit horizonfam.ca have a great week